0: Life is full. It's full of beautiful moments, hard moments, and a whole lot of mundane in between. Often, we find ourselves going through the motions, and we end up seeing mostly the hard, mostly the boring, and failing to see the good in our days at all. With Intention is a podcast about changing the narrative. I'm your host, Desiree, and I'm no expert at living intentionally. I'm just here to share my personal learnings alongside stories from others about how we're learning to see the beauty in the mundane, celebrate our beautiful, ordinary, everyday lives, and approach every aspect of them with intention. We'll talk about things like motherhood and family, reflecting and taking care of ourselves, our work, our homes, all the things that make up our days. My hope is that you'll leave our conversations reminded that our beautiful, hard, ordinary, mundane days, this messy life, it's full of good, and it's full of purpose, and it's meant to be lived well with the utmost intention. I'm so glad you're here. Let's get to today's episode. Welcome back to With Intention. I am so excited that you're here. Happy December, if you're listening to this in real time, like when it's released. It is just the start of December. It is the start of the last month of the year, and we are going to talk about the holiday season today. I feel like we need to talk about this, even though I don't know, being on year three or four, or whatever year it is of this podcast, I think it's year three. When the holiday season comes around, I'm not super excited to talk about it, even though this is one of my favorite times of year. It feels like since this podcast started out as something about minimalism, a podcast about minimalism, it feels hard to talk about the holiday season when it so often is about stuff, is about consumerism. And a lot of questions I get around this time of year is, you know, what can we do about gifts with minimalism? And how do we deal with the holidays with minimalism? How do we do the holiday season intentionally? And honestly, there's no one-size-fits-all answer to anything related to minimalism, but there's definitely no one-size-fits-all answer to this. We all celebrate different holidays. We all have different traditions. We all have different feelings and background experiences and ways we grew up and things we want for our kids during this time of year. And so it's really hard for me to talk about and to give advice on something that I think is just so personal. So what I'm going to do today is just talk about some tips for a less stressful holiday season in general. I will address minimalism and gifts at the end of this. So if that's something you really want to talk about, then I'll address it at the end of this. I realize some of you overachievers have all of your gifts bought already, but It's still something we can talk about you know things can be taken back changes can be made if that's something you want to do but there's also some of us who haven't gotten all of our gifting done yet so i do want to address it uh i will address it at the end of the episode because it is part of tip number four but overall i think when it comes to the holiday season My goal is always, how can we just enjoy this most as a family? How can we really experience this season together, experience all the things we love about it, and not be stressed out about all of the other things that can often stress us out during this season? So with that said, let's just dive into these four tips that I've kind of come up with over the years and that I kind of think about every holiday season to just take away some of the stress. So the season comes with a lot of expectations uh, on ourselves, others on us, the gifting expectations, who do we have to buy for, um, what gift exchanges are we included in, all of these expectations, plus expectations from how we've done things in the past, from maybe our kids or our families in general, expectations from extended family about traditions that have gone on for a long time, and overall that i think is what makes this holiday season stressful right so i'm speaking mostly to my experience to my experience which is celebrating christmas but i do think that these things may be able to be applied these tips may be able to be applied uh, to other holidays you might celebrate at this time of year as well so starting with tip number one this is kind of the most important it's the starting place if you want your holiday season to be less stressful, if you want to enjoy these next 20-something days of December, plus, you know, whatever week in between Christmas and New Year's where you might be doing other holiday parties with other sides of the family and New Year's things and whatever else, right? It's pretty much the whole month for for many of us. If you really do want to enjoy it, then I suggest starting out with reflecting. So before we really get into this month. Can you take some time to reflect on some questions? Reflect on one, what is meaningful about this season for you and for your family? What is this season about? What makes this season special for you and your family? Some questions to kind of piggyback off of that to help you define what's important in this season and, you know, what, will make it meaningful? What will make it the experience you want it to be? What do you want this season to look like? Do you want it to be busy and full of experiences that are festive? Maybe you do. No harm to that, right? If you love being festive, if you love like all of the Santa breakfasts and celebrations and holiday parties, then dive into them, right? Or do you want it to be peaceful? Do you want it to be less busy? If you... Celebrate um, the Christian side of Christmas. Maybe Advent is part of that for you, which is a really slow and reflective season, or it's it's meant to be. You know, you have to define what this season is about for you. And if you don't celebrate Christmas, then maybe you celebrate Hanukkah or something else. What is that about to you? Or maybe you celebrate Christmas just for like the the tradition of it, and it's not religious to you. So whatever it looks like. What is meaningful about this season? What makes it special? And what do you want to focus on? What do you want it to be about? Some other things that come with this season, right? the festiveness of it all, what kind of smells do you enjoy, what tastes do you enjoy, what kind of baking do you want to make sure you do or make sure someone else does? (laughs) Make sure you taste um, or get from a bakery, whatever, if you're not into baking yourself. What movies do you love at this time of year that you want to make sure to watch? Um, What experiences do you not want to pass by? For us, there is a Christmas on the farm event that's near us, and I am super excited about that. I've actually never been, so I don't know if I love it, but I do love other things that this farm does, and it's something that we missed last year just because I didn't know about it. So that's something that I think would be fun. I really um, enjoyed a parade that I took Gemma to. I do like the festive things, but not too much of them piled in together. When I think of this season, most of all, I always want it to be more reflective than it ends up being. I want it to be a season where I'm focused on my faith, and often I get too busy or stressed out, and that part passes me by. So those are just some ways I'm reflecting about this season because in the past it hasn't been about what I wanted it to be about. So it's a good time at the beginning of the month to sit down and think, these are the things I want this season to be about, this holiday season. Maybe it hasn't been that way in the past, but you know, what are some things that I can put on the calendar or what are some things that I can make sure I do each day to make it closer to that? So the next three tips kind of piggyback off that first one, because once you've reflected, once you've defined what this season means to you, then you can kind of follow through with these next three things, especially the second one is really related. So if we've reflected and thought about what makes this season meaningful to us, the next step is to let go of something. Let go of something that is blocking us from the meaningful holiday that we want. Maybe that something is just a tradition that stresses you out every year that you feel like you have to uphold, but you don't love it. Maybe it's a gift exchange that you've put yourself in like at work or something in the past few years, but that gift exchange is just going to stress you out financially this year. Maybe it's gifts in general. Not that you would let go of gifts completely or that you have to, but how can you look at the way you give gifts differently, if that's something that you feel like is blocking what you really want Christmas to be about. Um, Maybe this thing you need to let go of doesn't have to do specifically with the holidays, but it's a commitment that bogs you down. And this time of year, when things feel even busier, you want things to be slow and you want to put this commitment on pause or you want to, you know, let go of it. Maybe it's a routine in your life that's no longer working for you. Maybe it's just something that you have been stressed out about. It's something that you need to let go of um, around this season or just in life in general that is going to help you have a more meaningful holiday season and a less stressful holiday season. Is there something that you need to let go of? Maybe there's not, but that's kind of my second tip is to think of you know, what's been stressing you out or... What stresses you out at this time of year every year and how can you let go of it? Or if you can't let go of it totally, how can you modify it? Um, How can you shift it so that it is bringing you less stress? Next one, the next tip, tip number three, goes along with financial stress in general. The tip is you know, deal with the financial stress. Reflect on the financial stress. And I just have some action steps for this because this time of the year can be so financially stressful. It's hard because there are a lot of expectations on gift giving and the way we spend our money at this time of year, but when it comes down to it, it is one time of year, and if you have to change things financially this year, just remember that you know you might be thinking that people are judging you for it, or if you give homemade gifts or anything like that, that people are going to be upset or disappointed. People are not thinking about what you give them as much as you are. I think the gift is often more of a joy for the gift giver than the receiver. Not that it's not a joy for them, but we are the ones, the one who's giving the gift, are the ones who are stressing out over it most of the time, right? When the person who's receiving is most likely, for most people, for most good-hearted people, are going to be happy regardless of what they get. So overall, let's just start at the beginning some ways that we can kind of lessen the financial stress of this holiday is to make a budget for gifts right we probably must many of us probably do that right we write a list who we're getting gifts to maybe we budget how much we're going to spend for christmas But how often do we not stick with that budget? We see something someone's gonna just love and we blow our budget. Or we last minute feel like we need to give to this person, this person, this person that was not originally on our list, and we blow our budget. So budget for gifts and stick to it like it is imperative. Stick to it like you are not allowed to change it, right? Stick to your budget as much as you can, Or if you do have to make shifts, then try to stay within the monetary number by shifting things around within that budget. Many of you might be done with shopping already. I kind of mentioned that. I know some of us are early shoppers. So once you're done shopping, once you're done with your gift list, stop. Stop buying. Stop looking at the deals for yourself unless there's something you were like planning on buying this season when things are on sale. Stop looking at... I should say stop looking at the deals for yourself. Um, Stop looking at gifts you can add to that pile under the tree on Christmas morning. Stop thinking about how, oh, I just really need to get one more thing for this person because they always get me something so nice every year. If you are done buying, if you have stuck to your budget the best you can, stop there. Some other ways to lessen financial stress, if you are looking to kind of cut down on what you're spending on gifts this year, give an experience gift, maybe a service gift or a handmade gift. Those are all things that can be cheaper options. Um, Experience gifts could be expensive as well, but, you know, depending on what it is, maybe it's just, you know, taking your niece or nephew to a movie or to lunch one day and spending, time together rather than getting them something physical. That's kind of a minimalism and gifts tip as well, but uh, it can be a budget saver and it can be really meaningful to the person you're giving it to. Overall, I think the main thing with lessening financial stress is to just not feel guilty if you can't spend the money this year or if you don't want to because you're saving it for something that is coming up and you have goals, financial goals. I'm not Giving you this tip because I'm an expert at it. I'm giving you this tip because it is part of this year for us. I am trying to budget less for Christmas than ever because we have a lot of changes coming up next year. A lot of um, changes that will cost us things, right? We have a baby coming into the into our home. We have, um, you know, child, more childcare we're gonna have to pay for in the upcoming year. So we are thinking about our finances. We don't want to blow our Christmas budget this year. And I think every year, if we think of it, if we think of the fact that we don't have to feel guilty about how we give gifts, and this holiday isn't all about how we give gifts and how we impress the people we're giving gifts to, and how we're thinking about, you know, are they happy with what we give them? It doesn't have to be about that, right? It, if we make it more about the time we spend with people and showing appreciation for people, which doesn't have to have a monetary value on it, I think that that's much more meaningful. All right, I went on more of a rant than I thought I would on that one. So let's move on to tip number four, which is decluttering for the holidays. I hope you're enjoying today's episode, but I want to take a quick break to thank the sponsor that is making it possible. First of all, let's think through our day. What are some of your pain points? What are some of the moments you dread in your day? I think for many of us, it can be that 5pm hour when you realize dinner has somehow snuck up on you again. Maybe you feel unprepared for it. Maybe you forgot to take the meat out of the freezer. But naturally, this is also the time that our young kids maybe start to lose it too. They're hungry, we're hungry, everyone's losing it. Trying to throw together a healthy meal amidst the chaos can be really hard. Enter Preptish. Preptish has been a longtime sponsor of the show, and I'm a huge fan because Preptish is such a great way to get healthy meals on the table without the stress. Subscribers receive an email every week with an organized grocery list and instructions for prepping meals ahead of time. This means dinner is super quick and easy every day. They offer meal plans to fit a variety of needs, including gluten-free, paleo, low carb, and keto menus. And my favorite meal plans, are the super fast menus. These require only an hour to prep the week's food. And we're not talking about boring pasta or plain chicken. We're talking about items like shrimp testados, slow cooker sausage and kale soup, and smothered mushroom chicken with mashed potatoes. All real food and delicious fast meals. The founder, Allison, is offering With Intention listeners a free two-week trial to try it out. Check out PrepDish.com with intention for this amazing deal. Again, that's PrepDish.com with intention for your first two weeks free. That's up to $125 off. Just visit armwire.style slash minimalish. That's armwire.style, A R M O I R E, dot style slash minimalish to get up to 50% off your first month and never worry about what to wear again. Try Armwire today. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help for your financial to do's Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bank slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Are decluttering before the holidays and I guess with this one, I'm going to talk about gifts, which doesn't sound like it makes sense, but I am going to talk about minimalism and gifts and kind of piggyback off of this tip. It's not my fifth tip. I only have four tips here, but it's just going to kind of go along with this idea of decluttering before the holidays. Okay, so if you're listening to this for my little spiel on minimalism and gifts, which is non-expert opinion, but just some ideas, just some things um, that are meaningful and have helped us over the years, then stay tuned. So tip number four is to lessen the stress in your physical space by decluttering before the holidays. And this does not mean going into a full-on declutter before the holidays and upheavaling your entire home. This means maintenance declutter focused on the areas where you will be bringing things in so for me that's mostly my daughter's toys maybe her clothes i've already been going through those for the past couple of months so i'm looking mostly at her toys her stuff in general um so some tips on doing a maintenance declutter before the holidays first of all anytime you're working with your kids stuff If your kids are old enough, which you determine, what does that mean? What does old enough mean? When are they old enough to kind of play a role in this and have a decision, right? Um, If they are old enough, talk this over with them. Have a conversation. You are going to be getting more toys. Um, Whether you do Santa or whether it's just from you and from family members listen, you (laughs) have a lot of stuff. How are we going to make room for the new stuff that's coming in? Can we let go of some things we no longer play with? Can we at least put them in a box, pack them away? And if we don't think about them for the next month or two, then we can talk about getting rid of them, right? So if your kids are old enough, talk it over with them, do it with them. If it's gonna provide extra stress to involve them in the process, then just talk to them about it and and then you do it just do it get it over with um if your kids are younger than that threshold whatever you kind of determine like they're not ready to let go of things for me my daughter is really in the middle sometimes I can declutter with her in the room I can talk to her about it she will let go of some things Other times, I take an opportunity when she's out of the house. Like, especially with the million pictures she draws every day (laughs) that she would never give permission to let go of. She also will never remember if they are there or not. Sometimes I let go of some of them when she's not home. Um, But when it comes to her toys, yes, sometimes I let go of some of them when she is not home. Sometimes I do it with her. And if I'm letting go of them and she's not home, unless it's like broken or something like that, I will often bag them up throw them in a closet for a couple days. If she asks for them, then I'll give them back. If she doesn't, which is often the case, then we uh, will donate after a few days or a week or so. So however you need to do it, now is the time. And it's also a good time that kids might be more accepting to talk about this. If you've had trouble with your kids letting go of stuff in the past, if they're old enough to have this conversation, you know, this is a time where they know they're going to be getting more stuff. They won't miss the stuff that they aren't playing with. So you don't have to feel guilty about it if you're doing it on your own. Um, they might be more accepting to it if they're old enough to really help you in this process as well. So that is kind of my last overall tip is to just do this maintenance declutter. Give yourself a day or so to just go through and get it done with their toys. If you're have not done an initial declutter with your kids' toys, then maybe it's just letting go of, you know, a handful of things. Even though you want to declutter more in the future, this is not the time to do like an overhaul of a crazy, out-of-control playroom because there are other things going on at this time of the year, unless you really want to do that. But it could be a time to just do a small declutter, to just start the process because you do know things are coming in. Um, if you've already decluttered, this is just the perfect time for maintenance declutter. Okay, now your kind of bonus. Um, let's just call this a listener question because when I last asked for questions, which was in November, um, I got several about minimalism and gifts. And when I did my Q&A, I didn't really want to approach it. I just wasn't in the brain space to think about the holidays yet, but I am now. You might be done shopping at this point. I've said that three times, but please forgive me because I have pregnancy brain and I am out of breath when talking into this microphone. Even if you're done shopping for your kids, that does not mean that at this point you can't make changes to the way that you give gifts even in this holiday season, right? You can return things. You can choose to maybe keep things for an upcoming birthday if it's in the next couple of months. Um... If you have the financial means, you don't want to return things, you can give some things instead of giving them all to your kids. If you feel like you went overboard buying and that's not what you wanted, maybe you can donate it to a toy drive. Okay, so there are options, even if you're done shopping, to make this holiday season less about stuff under the tree. Now, let me just give you a quick breakdown. Um, I have a four-year-old. She has had four Christmases. Her first Christmas, she was very much a baby and there was no opening of gifts. <laughs> she was a couple months old. Her second Christmas, I did the kind of like want, wear, read, whatever it is. Um, something you want, something you need, something you wear, something you read. I did that. She was one years old. She didn't really know any better. It was just the joy of opening things. Okay, I guess she's had five Christmases now that I think about it. Um, whatever. <laughs> Her second, when she was two years old, Uh, That's when I could tell, like, it was starting to click, that she was getting new things, that this was exciting. Um, I still did the want, where, need, read. I know I said that in the wrong order. I still did that and maybe added a few extra things. I think we had a handful of gifts under the tree, and that was perfectly fine. Last year, when she was three, was the first year that my husband and I felt like, you know, and I think maybe you can relate. It was a really tough year. It was the pandemic. It was um, a year where we were trapped inside a lot and we just wanted the magic of the holidays. And part of that was gifts. We did not have a huge pile under the tree, but we definitely had more than what we did the other years. And this year, I am not like sticking to any certain number. I'm maybe like five is in my head of the things that I am actually physically buying for her uh like buying from a store new i'm gathering a couple of things secondhand um smaller things and i've gathered a couple of things from my buy nothing group and there will be a small little pile under our tree now that's what we're able to do and that's what we want to do this year but i also am fully aware of the fact that my daughter right now she, her toys are all in her room for the most part We do have a few things in the living room, like just puzzles and things like that, games. But everything she plays with are are in her room, and there's not really much space for more. She enjoys everything she has, and she plays with all of it. And so I am thinking spatially (laughs) that... Even if I wanted to have a big pile under the tree, that would not benefit anyone in this family. I know it wouldn't benefit her. She would be excited on Christmas morning, but would she play with everything? No. Would it probably cause overwhelm because it would clutter up her room and other spaces in the house? Yes. It would make less focused play because I know more stuff, especially for young kids, is going to create less focused play. So, These are the things I think about when I think about, oh, I'd love to have a big magical pile under the tree. Spatially, we have spatial boundaries of what we can have. There's not much that she has that I'm going to get rid of before Christmas because she really enjoys all of it. So I'm thinking of adding things to what she already has. Like she loves Legos. We're adding some Legos. Um, She enjoys Barbies. We're adding a Barbie. Things like that that won't take up a ton of extra space and can be stored where her other stuff is stored. A couple of things she's asked for, will get, but they're not huge. They uh, will fit in the house. And I know also that she's going to get a lot of stuff from family. So that's just what I think about when I think about how are we going to do minimalism and gifts. It is very personal and specific to every family. But I think some mindset blocks that come up, one, I have to do what I've done the past or else my kids are going to be disappointed okay so that i think is actually the main one if you've done big piles under the tree in the past and your kids are a little bit older and you think they're going to remember they're going to see a smaller pile and be disappointed just remember that you know though that there is a chance that that is true go back to the first tip i talked about what is this season about for you? What do you want it to be about for you and your family? What do you want your kids to define the holiday season as? Do you want it to be about the big pile under the tree? If there's a small tinge of disappointment, you know, it will probably be followed up by the excitement of the rest of the day and the excitement of the gifts that they did get. So this is highly personal. You have to decide what's right for you and your family, but The magic does not have to be about a big pile under the tree. Um, Set a boundary with your child. Talk it over with them, um, depending on their age and their personality. I tell my daughter, whenever she watches TV, she sees the commercials like, I want that, I want that, I want that. I'm like, put it on your list. But I told her, you know, when, when it comes to what you ask Santa for, you ask him for one or two main things that you really want. And maybe he'll bring the other things that are on your list, but you... You're not going to get all of it. He has to give to other kids too. So it's just kind of painting a picture for them that this isn't all about the gifts. You will get gifts if you do gifts in your family, but it's not all about it. it this is not what the season is all about and it doesn't have to be about the large pile. Um, I know it's easier said than done. Maybe it's something you pair back on a little bit this year and see how it goes. It's not any kind of like formula of how do we do minimalism in gifts but that's just kind of the mindset I have, um, the things that I walk through to see, like, what is this going to look like for us? What does minimalism, how does it come into play? But when when it comes down to it, I just don't want this holiday to be about stuff. I don't want this holiday to be about consumerism. I don't want it to be about that for me. I don't want it to be about that for my daughter. Um, so I have to be the one to start making it about something different. Uh, if I continue to put the big pile under the tree, then it's going to become about that year after year. So last thing to just note, um, if you're not on a buy nothing group, get on one, especially you know, if you have a, a toddler or some <laughs> a younger kid who is going to be excited about like any little thing. I have found stocking stuffers on there. I have found um, a little kid's apron that I'm gonna throw under the tree. And those are things that, I don't have to feel guilty about buying new. Those are things that I can kind of add to the magic of Christmas under the tree, but I didn't actually have to buy it. So I'm gonna, I have two things I'm adding under the tree that came for free from buy nothing. And then also, you know, always think about can you shop secondhand always check secondhand first for things because you know you might even find something that's basically brand new and you can find it at a discounted price plus not have to buy something brand new from the store when it's already out there it's already been bought um, you can just give it another life so overall (laughs) the stress of this season can come from a lot of things even this idea of wanting it to be more minimal wanting The gifts to be more minimal in your family, that can bring stress. But this is one season of the year. This is one day out of the year. We don't have to continue the tradition of making it about stuff, whether we grew up that way or we've made it that way in the past for our family. We can change. It might not, you know, not, might not everyone be on board with that. Maybe not the first time, but make it magical in other ways. My daughter, I've never seen her, so excited about an elf that moves around the house, (laughs) the elf on the shelf. Um, This is the most magical thing to her, right? And that is going to paint so much more of this season than the gifts under the tree on one day of the season. So just think about that. What traditions can you do? Um, What are some other ways that you can make it magical for your family? And you don't have to make it all about the gift pile. That is not where all the magic lies. Overall, I hope um, I hope you didn't mind my out of breathness in this episode. It is really catching up to me uh, during this pregnancy. The I'm starting to get there. I didn't realize it until I talked into the microphone. But yes, I am getting out of breath fast. But I hope these four tips, reflecting on what can make this season magical and meaningful to you and your family, and what you want it to be about, letting go of something that is going to stress you out, and make it not about that and take it away from what's important to you. Number two. Number three, how can you lessen the financial stress of it all? You know, budgeting for it and stopping when you're done buying the gifts. And number four, doing a little maintenance declutter. I hope those things, whether you do one of them or all of them this season, hope they help in some way um, make your holiday season less stressful, more peaceful, more about what you want it to be this year. That is all I have for this episode. Thank you again for being here. And if you enjoyed it, share it with a friend, um, share it on you know, social media, wherever you want to share it. I am super grateful when you do that. Love inviting more people into this community. And I will talk to you right back here again on the next episode. Seeking the truth never gets old.